Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the nation. That's the Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with my second and second in command uh producer dave and commander chris and we're coming to you from the turn it don't burn it studios in portland oregon and we'd like to thank everybody for listening today on the affiliates of barbecue nation and the envision radio networks um have you ever been to montana you might have run into these guys i'm not sure but you might have and if you've been in any of the national competitions the Royal, the Jack, and a few other ones. I, you've certainly run into these guys. Rick Hamilton and the Montana Outlaws is going to be joining us this week. Uh, speaking of Outlaws, our music this week is going to be from Waylon. And this segment of Barbecue Nation is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef the way nature intended. For more information, go to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Rick, welcome back, bud. What you been doing? Uh, just recovering from the, uh, the, the Jack and the two weeks you spent in Tennessee. I have Tyrell here with me as well. Oh, hi, Ty. How you doing? Doing well. Thanks for having us. Yeah, not a problem. I always enjoy talking to you guys. So it's been about a year and a half or so since you've been on the show. Uh, tell us about some of your adventures out there in barbecue land. Yeah, so we've been um, still trying to travel and hit some contests more regionally uh, up here, but we've also kind of taking the mindset that when we go and compete we've competed at the big contest quite a few times now we've been four years in a row to the royal and the jack and fortunate to have some qualifiers in for hopefully year five but we've decided when we go and compete we want to find contests that are unique that are in an area maybe we've never been to or have a good event attached to them so this year we've competed in two new places we competed in the giant barbecue battle in washington dc in june and then we did uh, Munford, Kentucky, because uh, we've heard a lot about that contest, and it didn't disappoint. <laughs> I used to spend a lot of time in Kentucky. I was never disappointed there on anything. <laughs> so it was good. Well, tell us about Washington, D.C. We had Tom Gearhart on here a few weeks ago. Um, he had competed there, and, of course, he was a, a big winner at the Royal this year. But uh, I thought that was a real interesting um uh, event in itself in Washington with, uh, you know, especially tagging on to veterans and all the, the uh, ancillary projects that come with that. How, what was your take on that? Yeah, it was a great contest. We really enjoyed it. Um, we went back there because a, a majority of our family had never been to D.C., so we kind of used that as an opportunity to go back there and obviously do a little sightseeing. But the event itself is just unique because I think you could pick any contest in the in the world, and it would be hard pressed to find one with such a uh, known backdrop as as the United States Capitol, and being three blocks off of it, and and the type of crowd they pull in, and like you said, mentioned the work they do with the veterans and and different organizations that benefit it. It's just a, a unique contest and an opportunity for us to cook a couple of categories we don't normally cook in the lamb and the turkey, and 
as well as our four other main categories. So it was just a really great time. We saw a lot of teams we only see when we compete at, at national contests like the Royal or the Jack, uh, that being like Tuffy Stone and um, the guys from Shake and Bake and Blues Hog and just right. a bunch of other teams that we, we don't see on a normal basis up in our part of the country. So it was a great contest. We hope to make it back. If the next year doesn't work, we'll try and shoot for the year after. Uh, so I got to ask you a question here. It's kind of politically motivated, but how did it feel to be with you and all the uh, barbecue compatriots there? How did it feel to be the most sane people inside the Capitol? <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, you can, you can say that. That's one good way, politically correct way to put it. Because I think a lot of people, people probably question our sanity just doing you. You what? I'm sorry? People question our sanity just because we do barbecue competitions like we do. Oh no! So, well, I think there. I think I think you're. <laughs> I think that's fine. I think you're above <laughs> the deal. But you get you get down a uh, you know around the Capitol Mall and you get the the building with the big dome on it and you get all the office buildings and then you, you stand there and think you know I'm on top of this deal. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, all exactly. good. No, so that was. That was one of the more unique contests that we've been to in a long time. And, and like I said, funny that they give back to the veterans organizations is incredible. So it's always fun to be part of uh, those type of uh, contests that give back. And that's kind of been our, we've you know kind of changed gears a little bit and, and want to start working more towards that as an organization in Montana Ally Barbecue, taking what we've learned and we've acquired and, and going to these big contests and meeting these great people. And now you know, we kind of want to, support organizations and support projects that give back to those that have, have sacrificed a lot for what uh, given us the ability to do what we do. Absolutely. Um, your show, this show is going to air Saturday and on Friday here at my base radio station, we're doing a radiothon um, to help the veterans in this area. And they can still do it even if they listen to this show and the radiothon's over, there'll be information on the websites and stuff. But it's uh you know it's one of those deals my dad went across the beaches in normandy on june 6 1944 and and was gone in the service for over three years actually and uh anything we can do to help those guys is great absolutely absolutely yeah it's good um we got a couple minutes here before we got to go to break what have you guys learned i mean we learn stuff every day i get that but you know when you're looking at you've been on the road competing now for a couple three years what have you learned about your style your technique your presentation we might not get it all in this segment but we can pick it up again in the next one but ty you or rick either one can chime in on that uh yeah so i'll, I'll kind of take that one um i think it, it's more we kind of shoot for that middle of the road as far as flavor goes. And I guess the best advice I could give to a young team is you just got to make sure you inhale your tenderness and you have that eye for detail. I mean, as much as presentation goes, you know, it's not a salad contest. I get it, but make sure your greens are in good order. And I mean, you, you place meat in there and you want people to open the box and say, man, I really want to take a bite of that. And then hopefully your flavors and your tenderness match what, what you look at it. But, we just, I think, over the years refined it. It's kind of funny you bring that up. We look back at our, our first trip to the Jack in 2016, and we were fortunate enough to get a port call. And I have pictures of every box we've turned in since then. And 
I, to see the progression from where we were then to where we are now, uh, it's light and day, it's night and day difference. It's um, and just our our presentation and to think, I think the the group as a whole, barbecue as a whole, has gotten so much more. Uh, uh, maybe not so much more, but it puts more of an emphasis on the presentation of it and how it looks and how it appears. And the cooks as a whole have gotten so much better that what was winning five, six, seven years ago won't win today. I mean, everybody has gotten that much better. That's kind of the way it is in most very competitive endeavors, whether it's, you know, football or golf or cooking or what have you, you know, we progress and, and we learn and we uh, always uh, tweaking things and pushing the envelope a little bit, not so much on flavors, um, yep. but, you know, like you say, on, on style and technique and that. Uh, and I think that's a good thing. It makes it, it yeah, makes absolutely. it more palatable for the, the civilian population to come look at it. Maybe want to get involved. Yeah. And always any key in mind too, that consistency will win contest i mean if you have if you cook one item perfectly and you can't cook the other three you're never going to win and, you know you don't have to win every category you don't even have to win any categories but if you're consistent in the top five all the way across board you're going to win right right and that's the way it should be i mean yeah. you know i know people that can make one just in their daily lives and some of my friends they can cook one thing and they do it very well I mean, you know, you would sit down to dinner and eat that. You just wouldn't sit down to eat that five nights a week. You know, that's yep. that's not really what you kind of want to do. You'd be looking to yeah, and I, dart out the door to McDonald's think, or something. Yeah, and I think barbecue does a good job of that in honoring those. KCBS does a good job with the 700 Club and the 180 Club. And I guess people have, have always asked us, you know, we, we've been fortunate enough we have – four 700 scored in since 2016 and we've got two 180s and I put more pride on the 700s myself because it shows that consistency that you can show up and you can turn in four really good product uh, really good uh, meat presentations as far as your product goes so for me yeah the, the 700 club and the consistency is is kind of where I hang my hat on well there you go <laughs> we're going to take a break here on the nation and Rick and Ty and I'll be back on the barbecue airwaves right after these messages don't go away cowboys ain't easy to love and they're harder to hold they'd rather give you a song than diamonds or gold long star belt buckles and old faded levi's and each night begins a new day if you don't understand him, he don't die young. He'll probably just ride away. Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. Don't let them pick guitars or drive them old trucks. Let them be doctors and lawyers and such. Mamas, don't let your babies grow up. Cowboys. They never stay home and they're always alone, even with someone they love. Cowboys like smoky old pool rooms and clear mountain mornings. Little warm puppies and children and girls of the night. 
Them that don't know him won't like him And them that do sometimes won't know how to take him He ain't wrong, he's just different But his pride won't let him do things To make you think he's right Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT. We've got uh, Rick and Ty from the Montana Outlaws. How did you guys ever come up with that name? I think I asked you a couple years ago when you were on the show, but... To be honest, you know, I kind we, of forgot about that a couple of different times. I mean, we really don't know <clears throat> when exactly it happened. Uh, we were kind of the Western theme and we had these big hats for a while and, and these dusters, you know, we kind of looked like outlaws. And I think that's kind of how it came about. Uh, there wasn't any, you know, lightning strike moment that caused it. We just kind of evolved that way, I think. Well, you got some cool sweatshirts and your logo because I saw that online um, when I reached out to you to come back on the show, and I looked at that on Facebook, and I went, "Wow, that's that's nice. That looks good." Well, yeah, looks yeah. really good. Um, so, are you guys still cooking on the same cookers? Are you have you stepped up, stepped sideways? What are you doing that way? I think when the last time we talked to you, we were still cooking on a Southern Q gravity feed. Uh, we've since graduated up to Jambo. Yeah. And now we do all our competition cooking on Jambo. Well, there you go. Do you like it? I mean, you obviously like it for competition, but I mean, tell us about the difference between the two for you. Yeah, I think, you know, for us, our big hesitation to go to the Jambo was uh, the lack of hardwood in Montana. That's why the gravity feed made so much sense. We could order smaller chunks. We could just run any kind of charcoal we wanted in there. And it was easy to get that kind of natural smoke. Now we order our are wood in by the pallet from Missouri and um, Vaughn Wood products. And that's how we kind of mitigated the fact that we don't have hardwood in Montana to cook with. But the smoke flavor that comes off of Jambo, I mean, it's unparalleled in my opinion. I mean, there's others out there that are kind of replicating the Jambo pits. And I've, I've had some food off of them, and they're winning on the competition circuit. But to get that true wood fire, you just can't replicate that type of smoke flavor with any other cooker, in my opinion. Not really. Not really. I mean, I'm a, I'm a pellet guy and that's for convenience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, unless I've still got some offsets and things like that, but normally I just per- pretty much use my pellet cookers, uh, for my, you know, family and weekend warriors, or if I'm doing, I don't do much catering anymore, but when I did, I use those a lot. Um, yeah. but when I've got a whole weekend and I want to piddle around with stuff, I pull out my old offset cookers and load it up yeah, with wood go. and go for it, you know? Yeah, yeah. there you go. And that's what, you know, I'm with you. We use Traegers at, at home. I have a Traeger, Rick has a Traeger. And uh, that's, that's really what we use as our general day-to-day cooker because, yeah, to get up, get a fire going and to do an eight-hour brisket, it's just not realistic for, for us or anybody, for that matter, on a normal day-to-day basis. Right. Right. And Trigger's one of our sponsors for barbecue here also. We're really happy to be associated with them. 
Well, absolutely. We're going to talk about barbecue heroes in our next segment because I think that's fascinating. By the way, we're talking to the Montana Outlaws, Rick and Ty. And uh, you mind if I call you Ty or do you want me to call you Tyrell? Five perfect. Okay. All right. So, I mean, I thought maybe you were correlating to the old Sackets Westerns and they had to call him Tyrell, that's, you know. That's where, my name, that's where my name came from. But, you know, it's an easy name to misspell, mispronounce. And so I'd go by Ty for short and it seems to work out better. <laughs> it's easier to write down. That's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in your travels and like, you know, you went to Kentucky, you've been to Washington, D.C., you're doing some of these other events. It, do you kind of, when you get there and you, you know, like you say, you're not, it's not places you've been before and that, have you found a difference in the way they want either um, organize and run the competition or the way the competition is kind of looked upon by a lot of local competitors? I mean, did you learn anything that way? I think well-run contests will run no matter where they're at in the country. KCBS has their standards, and there's a most of the reps are really, really good. Uh, we've had, I mean, Elm had a little more regional distinctions about, you know, how they do their festivals and how they do this. But, you know, for the most part, uh, a well-run contest is the same no matter where you go in the country. In the country. I would say that the biggest thing that I've noticed from going into different areas, different parts of the country the cook is, for Montana up here, or even in the Pacific Northwest, for the most part, for that matter, our prize money is so much higher. And I think that's just because people travel further to get here. We're trying to pull teams up to this part of the country. So we have to entice them with something. Uh, so it's an event. It's prize money. Uh, you go back into the Midwest and then back east a little bit, and the prize money that we think is pretty standard, $10,000, $12,000, $13,000, isn't what they cook for back there. They're cooking for four, five, six thousand dollars $6,000 on a weekend. And you know, for us, as much as we, as far as we have to go to do it, we can't go and cook a contest that only has four or five thousand dollars in prize money. Right. Well, it's just like I said, any professional sport. You know, when I was in the horse business, if we were going to go show it, show in Las Vegas or show in Denver, and you know they had uh, fifty thousand dollars. This was years ago, so the numbers weren't that big, but they had fifty thousand dollars total prize money at that show. We went there. Instead of just, uh, you know, Moose Nose, Utah, where they had $1,000 in prize money. Right, exactly. And that's where we're backing off and we're only doing, you know, seven, eight contests a year. We, we're, we're, like I referenced in the first segment, we're a little more picky on where we go. We want, it, we want an event, we want a destination, and we, need, we want to go for prize money. Well, and you want some place that's fun, too, to go to. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly, yeah. You, you can exactly right. Yeah, you can spend a lot of time out there traveling, whether it's barbecue or whatever else you, you you're into, and you can go to places that really aren't that much fun, and it makes for a very long weekend. It does. Yeah. <laughs> you want to hit that Coleman cooler pretty fast. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's not, not much fun just go to a parking lot somewhere and cook. No. Be something else there. Yeah, and you know the other thing about that. I'm not being snarky here, but you know, you get there and especially if it's in the summertime and it's hot and you're standing on asphalt and you know, you've got a, a tent over you or a canopy or something like that, but you can kind of look across the parking lot and see the heat waves coming up. You know, you're not going to exactly. get a whole lot of public attention that way on that day. either. No, no, no. And that's in today's day and age of barbecue. Everybody's got, you know, there's 
thousands of rubs out there. There's thousands of sauces out there. Uh, you go to the big contest, the Royal, the Jack, the Royal more so than the Jack, but some of these bigger contests, it's all about marketing. There's film crews everywhere. That just wasn't the case, you know, six years ago when we were getting going with it, you didn't see that type of digital uh, media kind of attention that today this board is getting. Hey, we're going to take another break uh, real quickly. If you want to see our stuff or listen to our stuff, you can go to SoundCloud and just do Barbecue Nation JT, and that'll bring up a whole litany of shows. And um, Or you can send us a message through Facebook, and I try to answer every one of those. We're going to take a break. Rick and Ty will be back with us in just a minute on The Nation. Don't go away. If you're enjoying GT and his show, come check out my podcast, Around the House with Eric G, where we talk home improvement and design right here where you catch this podcast. Head to AroundTheHouseOnline.com. A long time forgotten, our dreams have just fell by the way. Welcome back to the nation. That's the Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, and today we've got Rick and, uh, well, it's Rick Hamilton. Is Ty your last name Hamilton, too? Yes, sir. That's yeah, what I father, thought. Father, son, it's all family. That's what I thought, but I wanted to make sure. I didn't want to sound like a total boob. Um, <laughs> from the Montana Outlaws, and again, this segment of Barbecue Nation is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef the way nature intended. For more information, go to PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com, and I can tell you, you will enjoy every bite of it. So, um, your film project, Rick, tell us what first what you're doing and then why you're doing it. Okay, our newest project, we've just started this. Well, actually, it's a project, a project we've been working on for almost two years. But just now, it's starting to take shape. It's called Barbecue Hero. Uh, we've decided that, you know, we've been competing. We've met all these great people, heard all these great stories, seen all this stuff. We want to give something back. And uh, so what we decided was this, this project fit our, our family goals. And what we do is we look for people who have given things in their communities, made a positive impact and never really ask for anything back and really don't want recognition. They just are doing the right things. It's the right thing to do. And what we do is we surprise them with a brand new grill from Traeger and uh, all the accessories. Uh, we show up at their, their place where we where they live. <clears throat> then we spend a day with them, showing how to grill, how to grill different things. And he actually, we instruct them and show them how to cook a meal for 10 of their closest friends. And uh, when we're all done, they get to keep all the equipment, and hopefully we leave them with a memory that they'll remember for a long time. And where's this going to air, Rick? Well, it's going to be on right away, I start with. It's going to be on the Internet. It'll probably be on YouTube. It'll be on our deal. Uh, it's going to be a network-ready presentation. Uh, we have some interest in it. We haven't signed up on it firmly yet, but uh, it'll be out there. Good. Uh, we just did our first episode in Nashville right before the Jack a tremendous guy gary uh, and uh was that yeah and uh it was just a, a great experience for everybody and uh we can't wait to do it again we're already looking for our next episode are so are they like 22 minutes long regular tv time yeah, 23 or? minutes long yeah and you know, so there's commercial breaks figured into it now so the, the stuff we were three days filming in nashville now the editors are doing their you know their magic with it and condensing it down to 23 minutes and then we'll go market the program but uh uh we're excited to do it uh the, 
the people. It's the hardest part is finding the, the stories, finding the people, because these people aren't really looking to be found. So we have to really do our due diligence and really talk to, you know, who knows who, and you, you know someone, you know somebody. And uh, so anybody has a hero in their back, their mind, that they know that would be somebody that we could honor, you know, go to our webpage and uh, we have a section on there about, you know, barbecue hero. Cool. Now, what did Gary think it was all when it was all said and done? What was his reaction? Oh, it was <clears throat> he was blown away. You know, he was the perfect person in the fact that he he didn't believe that anything that he'd done really qualified him to be deemed a hero like that. It's just what he figured was expected of him. Right. Um, and that, that's really one of the reasons why he got chose, because he went above and beyond every day. Uh, without being asked to do so. So, I mean, he was uh, blown away. He's, uh, uh, you know, and I don't want to let too much out about the episode because, like I say, hopefully we get it out here before the, uh, we're hoping, I think, in December to launch it on, on YouTube and social sure. media. But we, uh, he's he's a guy that's interested in getting into competition barbecue. So we talked a lot about competition barbecue. We talked a lot about um, how to do different styles of cooking from, all the way from at home to a catering to a competition. And so we just had a great time. And really for us, it wasn't, you know, we, we didn't have to do a bunch of start, stop. We're going to take two because it was just such a natural thing. And, and the film crews were just kind of there, but we were just a couple of guys sitting around talking barbecue. It was just a really great experience. You know, it's so nice. I've filmed a lot of stuff and been involved in that, but uh, it is so nice when you can just kind of run, you know, let the footage run, so to speak, and yep. and do that and not have to go back and do takes. I know when we're filming canned stuff, we got to go back and do it a number of times, depending on how much I screw up. But uh, <laughs> and I, I know it's hard to believe, but that does happen, especially, <laughs> I'm, on, I'm right there with you. especially on Tuesdays for some reason. But anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's nice when you can just get because you get the real feel for it you know, of what, yeah. of what the guest is, is going through and, and that. So that's, that's a really nice thing. Um, have you had a lot of suggestions? Yeah, we've had really good. We've had really good response. We've got uh, quite a few from Montana that we're looking at. Uh, we've got uh, some other ones from across the country that we'll be looking at here. As a matter of fact, we get off the phone here. We got another phone call to start talking about maybe getting another one set up, but Kind of one of those things. This is a pilot episode. We want to get it out. We've had some very generous people hop on board with it. Uh, obviously, like Rick mentioned, Traeger Grills, uh, Thermal Works hopped on board and gave everyone that was included there uh, uh, one of their products. We've had Compart Family Farms hopped on and supplied some ribs for us to cook, as well as uh, uh, Stone Ranch Wagyu in Montana helped us out with some Wagyu products. So we've had a lot of uh, great people. A local Ace Hardware in, in Tennessee was who we partnered with to, to go and get all the materials and supplies that we needed. Um, so, obviously, we want to get this out there to recognize those people that helped us out with this first pilot episode, but also to see if there's other companies out there whose kind of uh, mission statement and, and vision and goals kind of align with ours and the giving back. And we want to hear from them, and, and we want to help, you know, kind of cross-brand and grow everybody's brand because that's the – easiest way to get your product in front of people and grow as, as an organization. Absolutely. Where, I mean, if I said, uh, Ty, where do you ultimately want to see this program end up? Oh, I would love to see this as a network show that, you know, shooting a, a series and 
a number of episodes. I think in 2020, our goal is to shoot somewhere between four and six. And I would love to get this on a national network because it really, like I say, it's all about giving back and honoring those that sacrifice everything in their communities every day and, and don't think that they're doing anything special. They're just doing what's expected. But when in reality, they're going above and beyond every single day and, and to get them recognized and what we found is a lot of these people are tied to some sort of nonprofit organization or something in their community. And when we're there, like in Nashville, we were able to cook a benefit that raised a couple thousand dollars for a, a nonprofit that he's a part of. And that's what we really, it's really all about is recognizing them, but also bringing awareness to these nonprofits that probably every day do so much for their communities, but struggle to continue to survive because everybody's dollars were stretched so thin today. Right. And don't you find it interesting that the stuff you see on TV now, not talking about your show, but when they do this or you read about them and the, you know, they go to, you go to a dinner or a barbecue or whatever, and they raise $2 million in one night, Mm -hmm. but it's the guys and ladies in the local communities. Like you said, you raised 2000 bucks. That was a big deal. You know, that's a big deal for the local small nonprofits that are trying to help their own community, their own family and friends, you know, and uh, um, sometimes I think we get kind of people in general through the media, which we're all part of now, but, you know, get a little jaundice on that thinking, well, they didn't raise very much money, so it must not be worth it. That's not true. That's mm-hmm. not true. They just don't have the firepower behind them to get on network television or nationally syndicated radio and say something about it. So exactly, and yeah. that's what—that's I think the ultimate goal is just to get there and and help raise awareness for these smaller companies that, uh, like I say, the one that group that we raised two thousand dollars for. Every single dollar they make goes right out. They don't pay administrative fees to anybody. It's all volunteer. So for them, that's two thousand dollars that they didn't have to raise. It's going to get other people back out in their communities and and give them a leg up. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's fun to do those things. Kind of makes you feel good. That's where, that's where we really enjoy it because as we look at it, and like I say, everybody has to have an end game and, and barbecue. You can only, you can go and travel and keep doing it for years. But I mean, at some point traveling, you know, family and time and everything else becomes hard to do. And so for us, we look at the teaching avenue as hopefully an avenue we can get into. And this is just the easiest way to do it. We stand around, we talk barbecue and we teach somebody a skill that, and then maybe that might give them a hobby that they didn't have before. Absolutely. Now, quite honestly, go ahead. You hear the stories from these people. It's pretty humbling. Some of this, the stories, what these people are doing, uh, makes you feel pretty humble. There's some great people. There's great people all across the country. You just don't ever hear about them. That's true. That's true. And like I said, they're very community oriented. They do things. I mean, there, there's, uh, I've got a, soft spot in my heart of course from the military for obvious reasons but um you know a lot of those people one they don't the people that need it don't like to ask for help and two the people that are raising uh funds or products for them or whatever they tend to want to just stand behind the curtain and you know let 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 the good stuff roll to the people who need it and not be out there saying hey i did this exactly right no, it's all good. So guess what? The Outlaws and I are going to be back in a couple of minutes. But real quickly, again, if you'd like to send us an email, it's barbecue nation, BBQ nation at SalemPDX.com. Um, 
launch that new website. I talked about it last week. It's not completely finished, but I got a lot of pressure to launch it. So it's out there, and that's just BBQ Nation with JT, just right across, not with, just BBQNationJT.com, and it's right there. So we've got a lot of pretty pictures up there and some nice links and I'm just building on it every week now. So there you go. We're going to take a break. And the outlaws, and no, not Waylon and Willie and those guys. We're talking about Rick and Ty. Uh, we'll be back with me on The Nation right after this. A long time forgotten. Our dreams have just fell by the way. And the good life he promised ain't what she's living today But she never complains of the bad times or bad things he's done Lord She just talks about the good times and Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Just a good old boy Never meaning no harm Beats all you never saw Been in trouble with the law since the day they was born Welcome back to the nation here on the Envision Radio Networks. We thank you all for listening. I appreciate that. And so do my cohorts, the outlaws here, Rick and Ty. So I got to ask you, uh, what's your biggest pain in the butt about driving across the country to compete? The crappy roads in America. (laughs) How true. (laughs) Man, I tell you what. We need to do some work on our infrastructure. I mean, they about beat you to death through Iowa there. And I hate picking any state. South Dakota, they had a lot of flooding this year. So, I mean, it's not their fault. But, man, the roads are rough. The roads are rough. And I've traveled a few of them, as you can imagine. And uh, we never quite seem to get it all fixed. You know what I mean? It's those people, yeah. people out there in those yellow vests and the little signs that say stop and delay your trip for five hours, you know, like that. and um, not their fault either. They're just doing their job, but man, I wish, you know, it's not like we can't produce asphalt in this country. Exactly. We can do that. So where are you going from here with the outlaws on your crusade as far as competition? Well, I think next year we are kind of, actually, we were just talking about sitting down here as the holidays approach and starting to come up with our schedule. Uh, we've got a couple of contests on our radar. Uh, again, hopefully like say we have, we have two draws in for the Jack already, which, uh, considering that's only started August first, we're pretty uh, we're pretty tickled about that. I have two draws in, one in Kentucky and one in Montana, and then we have uh, we'll be going back to the Royal again, um, looking at um, a contest in in Idaho, Boise area. Uh, we're talking about we'll probably do some some Montana ones, maybe back into Colorado. But again, we're going to probably be in that seven to eight contest again next year. Uh, as time allows, but really our focus is going to kind of gear towards our uh, we pumping out about four to six episodes of Barbecue Hero, and that's going to be a time-consuming process as well. There's a couple contests still on our bucket list. Uh, we still like to do the Houston Sock Show and, and 
Memphis and Maine. We, whether or not we get them done this year or not, we never know. But they're they're on our bucket list too and our radar that we want to hit them someday. Stock show you have well, you'd have fun in Memphis too, you know, because you can do your. I heard you do a mean uh, Elvis impersonation, Rick. But um, <laughs> you know, it looks like the latter Elvis, I think. Ah, yeah. Well, me too, unfortunately, but. <clears throat> but I don't like them nanners that much, you know, I'm some nanners. Um, Houston's a blast. And uh, I have not been to Memphis in May. I've been to Memphis a few times. And uh, that's kind of on my bucket list too, just to go hang out with some of the teams and sample stuff and look around and just have some fun. That's one of the things about my job. I don't have to cook that much anymore. So, uh, you know, I just get to eat. You know, of course it shows, but I don't care. Yeah, so. yeah, no, it's uh, definitely, like I say, bucket list items, uh, bucket list contest of, you know, at some point, they like to go overseas and maybe cook a couple of contests, and so we'll see, uh, we'll see how it all plays out, but yeah, we're, we're kind of aware if we can get into the national contest or win a grand championship somewhere in the qualifying year that gets us into the national contest, then now we can start being picky on where we go. You know, you ought to make a challenge for all the, the, the big guys. Um, Tuffy and Myron and those guys have them come up to Montana in January. <laughs> and, that might be a hard sell. I, we can't get them up here in July, let alone in January. But I know, you know but, I don't even want to be here in January. <laughs> <laughs> but if you told them you were going to film it and it was going to be fun, and you got some sponsor to put up twenty five grand, I bet you they'd come. And yeah, you, you might get something put together, but yeah, it would be. Uh, It'd be a it'd be a unique experience, you know. They did one in Denver for a number of years at the stock show in January, and I heard this year they're changing the dates of it. But uh, that one was always a, a roll of the dice. We would enter it almost every year, and some years we made it, and some years the roads were closed. So right, right. You I just, just never know. But I just like to see Myron in a you know. Um, the red union suit with the flat panel in the back and just tromping <laughs> around in the snow that it wouldn't yeah. be as good yeah, as Unidalia, Georgia, you know? Yeah. And I guess the only other big thing that we got planned for 2020 right now is we talked a little bit about the teaching side of things and, and doing that. And uh, we're don't have all the details yet, but we'll be, uh, I would tell people to watch our social media coming up here pretty soon. There should be, a uh, tell-all competition class announcement coming up hopefully here in the next couple of weeks. Well, there you go. That works. Now, can I con you guys into sticking around for the after-hour segment? Yeah, you bet. Okay. Well, that I was kind of hoping so because I put it in the script already. So I, <laughs> I just didn't ask you that. Uh, we're going to get out of here for the regular show this week. I'd like to thank Rick and Ty Hamilton from the Montana Outlaws. Um, if you're going to Montana and even if you're not cooking, but you need something from a hardware store, Rick's got a hardware store up there. So you can, yeah. Anytime anybody's through up here, we always like to, uh, you know, meet, get up with, meet up with them and we'll have a beer and talk barbecue or talk anything. But, uh, we've got a couple of great contests in Montana and always love to have new teams come and join us. I know it's early, but it is Christmas time approaching very fast so mother's circus animal cookies is really going all out with its new varieties we've been snacking on some of the orange and white ones around here but we're looking forward to the sparkling mythical creatures cookies that are set to hit the shelves next year but in between those there's a new batch coming out in the next couple of weeks so check the snack aisle for the new christmas inspired reindeer variety the typical mother's 
uh, circus animal cookies consist of sugar cookies that are covered in pink and white frosting and topped with sprinkles. I love sprinkles. Uh, the holiday ready version is made of vanilla flavored shortbread cookies that are covered in a green and white icing and green and white and red sprinkles. And as you'd expect, uh, based on the name, the cookies are in the shape of a reindeer to complete the festive snack. Uh, they're going to be available in stores if they're not already, including Walmart and Dollar General. The resealable 11-ounce bags are a limited batch, as indicated on the packaging, meaning that they are a limited edition and are only expected to be around for Christmas time. I'm starting to feel the holiday spirit. Really, truthfully. And also, uh, I didn't know if you knew this, but you know there's a great seed storage place up in Norway with a million different varieties of seeds in case we have a big, uh, you know, apocalyptic event. Well, <clears throat> since 2008, uh, that's when, uh, I won't pronounce this probably, Svalbard Global Seed did that. They put that up there and uh, in case something bad would happen to mankind. But with that in mind, Oreo, the cookies have jumped on board. And uh, they built a vault right down the road from the Svalbard Global Seed Vault, and it's its own global Oreo vault. <clears throat> so we're ready for the apocalypse. Announced last Friday, Global Oreo Vault is, in the words of Oreo people, really real. <laughs> and though it's significantly smaller than the seed counterpart, the cookie brand says the Oreo Focus facility just holds Oreo recipes and a large stockpile of Oreos. So if the apocalypse gets here, at least we have some cookies. Well, that's a wrap for this week here on Barbecue Nation. Dave, Chris, and I will be back next week with another version of Barbecue Nation here on the Sun BGI Network. I'm JT. Take care, everybody. And remember, get out there and vote. We'll see you next week. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Envision Networks and Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.